0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better
1: habitats for wildlife. ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, September 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Boeing wants to expand its manufacturing campus near St. Louis-Lambert International Airport. It plans to add about 1 million square feet of space at a cost of almost $2 billion. Just the construction phase alone of a $1.8 billion spend, I mean, you get a feel for that at the NGA. The plan faces criticism because of the millions of dollars in proposed tax incentives. Our Eric Schmidt will have that story in just a few minutes. Also today, our Jeremy Goodwin will catch up with music legend Herbie Hancock, who is one of the headliners at this weekend's Music at the Intersection Festival in St. Louis. The country's top education official is praising a St. Louis school's approach to promoting mental health. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports on his visit yesterday to Compton Drew Middle School. U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona has been riding a big blue bus around the Midwest this week. At Compton-Drew, students practiced yoga in a so-called calm-down room. Namaste. After the school implemented this and other positive behavioral interventions, it saw 60 percent fewer suspensions. Cardona said often mental health services in schools are reactionary.
2: But we have a model here that's proactive, that lessens uh, incidents of trauma. And quite frankly, we want to lift up this model because across the country, we need to do better.
1: St. Louis Public Schools Superintendent Keisha Scarlett told Cardona schools need sustained funding like what they got during COVID. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Cardona also spent time yesterday outlining his vision to save HBCUs. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports on his visit with students at Harris-Stowe State University.
0: Cardona says the Biden administration must continue investing in historically black colleges and universities. During the coronavirus pandemic, the Department of Education awarded grants to colleges to help them through the public health emergency. harris State University received over $37 million in grant funding. University officials used some of the money to clear tuition balances and provide emergency financial aid grants. Accounting senior Jordan Ross works in the university's financial aid office. He says students were over. People were joyed when they found out their tuition balances were paid off. Peace of mine is one thing, but financial relief is a whole different ball game. The university also is using the funds to continue constructing a new technology building. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Tiny homes in North St. Louis for homeless veterans should be open in the next 30 days. The nonprofit Veterans Community Project of St. Louis says it will finish the first batch of 10 single units and 10 family units next month. Executive Director Rebecca Talman says the transition from military service to civilian life can be difficult, leading some to fall into homelessness.
0: It's all very overwhelming. There's lots of services out there, but it can just be overwhelming to figure out which services are the right services and have a place to go and sometimes just
1: talk and and admit, I need help. The project also has an outreach center on its campus in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood to help connect veterans to other resources. A St. Louis judge is weighing whether a Democratic prosecutor can legally challenge Missouri's near-total ban on abortion, St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman reports.
0: Abortions in Missouri are banned after 6 weeks unless the health of the mother is at risk. There are no exceptions for rape or incest. A group of religious leaders challenged the law in January. Several prosecutors, including Jean Peters Baker of Jackson County, were named in the suit. In June, Baker attempted to file court documents making her own arguments against the ban's constitutionality. Her attorney, Amanda Langenheim, says prosecutors like Baker deserve clarity about the law. Not only to prevent erratic arrests and convictions, but also to ensure uniformity. The state argues that Baker doesn't have the right to sue and did not file her arguments on time. Judge Jason Sangheiser will issue his ruling at a later date. I'm Rachel Lipman.
1: St. Louis Public Radio. Governor Mike Parson is requesting a federal disaster declaration to help get assistance to victims of storms, tornadoes, and flooding in Missouri this summer. Damage was reported in more than 30 counties between the end of July and middle of August. Initial estimates to public infrastructure are more than 14 million dollars. The declaration would allow local governments and nonprofit agencies to seek funding for emergency response and recovery costs. Boeing wants to expand its manufacturing footprint in the St. Louis region to the tune of $1.8 billion. The significant investment would breathe new life into some of the land next to Lambert International Airport. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the plan has come under fire because of proposed tax incentives. Let's start with where Boeing wants to
0: develop. It's about 160 acres split between two places right next to Lambert Airport. One of them is directly north of the runways and the other to the east of them. I visited the latter and there's not much there. So I'm standing in front of a big asphalt pad. It's all overgrown. There's even a tree growing up in the middle of it that is at least 30 feet high. This is the bigger of the two sites, about 110 acres. Thick vegetation lines the bumpy gravel roads here, and standing outside the car, the cicadas around could trick you into thinking this is the wilderness until a plane passes overhead. Boeing wants to transform the area into one million square feet of advanced manufacturing space, adding to its already sprawling nearby campus. The price tag, $1.8 billion. This is St. Louis on the rise. I mean, these are the kind of deals I feel like we have missed in the past. Jason Hall is the CEO of Greater St. Louis Inc., which promotes economic growth in the region. Just the construction phase alone of a $1.8 billion spend. I mean, you get a feel for that at the NGA. Hall says the St. Louis region can't afford to lose out on mega deals like this one, which is likely for a new product line. Boeing's proposal comes a few months after the Air Force formally started its search for a contractor to engineer and build its next generation fighter jets. It's not clear that's what Boeing wants to use this facility for, since those contract details are highly classified. St. Louis County Councilwoman Ritter Day's district includes part of the proposed development. The Democrat says it's important for the whole region, but especially North County.
1: Which has this kind of like a black eye at this particular point. We're trying to raise the level of awareness of what kinds of things happen in North County, and I think this will be an economic boon.
0: Boeing promises the project will create 500 new, high-paying jobs at the company. But it faces some pushback because of the real and personal property tax breaks it's seeking from the county council, to the tune of $155 million. Democrat Kelly Dunaway recalls when the abatement first appeared on the council's agenda.
2: Wow, that's some really tone deaf timing. But that honestly was my first reaction.
0: Because, she says, it came just weeks after the council voted against freezing property tax rates for seniors.
2: It feels like it's contributing to that idea that the system is rigged and that the people that deserve tax breaks are the ones that need them least.
0: In a statement, Boeing says the company appreciates the scrutiny from different public bodies on this proposal and the tax breaks around it. Bruce McDonald is a professor at North Carolina State University who has researched how effective these kinds of tax incentives are for big developments. You know, the fact that everybody knows for St. Louis that it's Boeing, you know, surprises me. Most of the time, McDonald says companies seeking big tax breaks try to stay anonymous for as long as they can. He says incentives from local or state governments vary in their effectiveness in driving long-term economic growth. They're not that great at keeping a company who said it wants to leave or bringing a new one in, but... Coming in and redeveloping an area that hasn't really had a lot of economic development tends to actually be fairly successful. Because, McDonald says, you're taking underused land and making it more useful. And that's part of the argument Hall with Greater St. Louis makes. He adds these kinds of large investments telegraph where a company intends to be moving forward. That's when you're most vulnerable, right? You, you want to make sure and not take for granted that just because somebody is here now, that they will always be here in the future. Councilwoman Days agrees.
1: St. Louis needs to be in a position where it can compete. Alien.
0: A bill to give Boeing these incentives was introduced at the county council on Tuesday. It could gain final approval by the end of the month. I'm Eric
1: Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. The music at the Intersection Festival returns to Grand Center in St. Louis this weekend. The lineup includes a showcase for local blues and soul artists and headliners like Snarky Puppy, Thundercat, and Herbie Hancock. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin spoke with Hancock, who broke musical barriers as a jazz pianist before evolving his sound into synthesizer-fueled funk and many cross-genre collaborations. Goodwin asked Hancock where he finds new musical ideas.
3: I spent a lot of time on uh, YouTube looking at new plug-in instruments that used to be analog, so that one keyboard can play various other instruments through my computer. And they keep making more and modifying the new ones, so there's always new things coming along. This is an exciting time for someone who's a techie guy like me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you grew up what, taking things apart and putting them back together again, right? And yep. not too long after that, you were kind of doing that musically.
3: Yes, but it kind of fits the picture, doesn't it? I'm an old geek from from way back and always interested in, in technology.
2: Herbie Hancock's appreciation of computer technology informed his 1983 hit Rocket. His eye remains always on the future, but Hancock did look back in late August when he organized a tribute at the Hollywood Bowl for his longtime collaborator Wayne Shorter, who died in March. Hancock told the audience that his grandson and the late saxophonist's grandson were very close.
3: It kind of reminds me of me and my best friend, Wayne Shorter. We were that close. He left us with courage in his heart.
2: In just a few months since he's left us, how have you noticed his absence?
3: I don't notice his absence. He's still in my heart. He hasn't gone anywhere. Yes, I know Wayne passed, but he hasn't passed from me. And maybe that sounds strange, but it's, it's kind of reassuring to me that Wayne is still here in, in various forms. His music is still here. His, his legacy is here.
2: What did you have in common in the way you thought
3: about music? It's not easy to put into words. It's much easier to put into music.
2: This is Hancock and friends playing shorter song, Sanctuary, at the Tribute last month.
3: This view of life really coincided in many ways as a an example of what the Buddhism, Wayne and I practice, is about. We believe that life is eternal, like chapters in a book that has no beginning and no end. I mean, that's one of the things the many things that are amazing about the Buddhism we practice, you know, that most people would rather have the joy of life but not the pain. But everybody experiences pain and joy. That's, that's what life is about. We wouldn't learn anything if we didn't experience pain sometimes. And the learning is turning poison into medicine.
2: What in your creative life makes you the most excited right now?
3: Living and growing. Even though I'm 83 years old, I never want to stop growing in my understanding of life and my being able to share what I've been learning and what I've been experiencing with other people and being able to interact with the next generation.
2: For his 2010 album, The Imagine Project, Hancock worked with artists in seven different countries to blend styles and interpret songs like the title track by John Lennon, with India Ari on vocals.
0: One thing I learned
3: from practicing Buddhism is that what I do is play music, but that's not what I am. What I am is a human being. And that opens up, that takes all the walls away.
1: That was musician Herbie Hancock speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.